Well, if the devastation in southern Texas by Hurricane Harvey hasn't been severe enough, just wait until you meet Harvey's sister, Irma. The news is now a second powerful hurricane in the middle Atlantic could strike the U.S. at any time. Lisa Carter has more. On the heels of Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma is now a Category 3 storm, and it is rapidly gaining strength. The National Hurricane Center says it'll be looming on the eastern edge of the Caribbean by next Tuesday. Where it goes from there is anyone's guess right now, but several hurricane models indicate it'll make landfall on the U.S. Some models have it striking the Gulf Coast anywhere from New Orleans to Florida. Other models say Irma will make landfall around South Carolina and skirt the East Coast before going out to the Atlantic. But there are also several models showing it missing the U.S. altogether. So only time will tell exactly where Irma will go. NBC News Radio. Meanwhile, the folks are uh, kind of with, uh, sitting on the edge of their seats, so to speak, concerned about exactly where Irma will make landfall. The question of recovery in the wake of Hurricane Harvey continues. The latest word out of Houston, the rain has stopped, the sun has come out, but the water keeps rising. The latest report so far, a tally of 28 deaths, 32,000 people are now homeless. Some are calling it an 800-year flood. Joining us from South Texas is John Phillips. John is co-host of the Mentors Radio Show. His broadcast heard Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. with a reprise broadcast Sundays at noon on our sister station, 860 a.m. The Answer. John is also the founder and CEO of Associated Crafts and Willett Hauser. John, thank you for taking time to be with us. Uh, you arrived in Texas. I understand there's been a huge convoy of trucks that are coming into the state delivering all kinds of urgently needed materials. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty amazing. We left a couple days ago. We uh, had a, a large load of uh, water and things and, and had some blowouts and stuff, but we finally arrived here about 2 o'clock this afternoon to Wood Forest uh, Church there in Montgomery, Texas, where we were met by just a crowd of volunteers. Uh, it was pretty cool. We pulled into a plaza. They had quickly unloaded our truck and started dis dispersing the materials right to uh, pickups that were going right into the flood to the flood victims. So, what was really good for us is our stuff was actually getting right there. They were within about eight miles of some severe damage. They were also sending some trucks into Victoria, which is, I guess, one of the places that got hit the hardest. Any sense, John, in terms of the degree of organization, the one thing that uh, a lot of folks were really concerned about in the initial moments following the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey is that uh, there would be concerns of a comparison to Hurricane Katrina, not only in terms of the damage and loss of life, but most concerningly, and that is comparisons between the response to Hurricane Harvey not becoming a repeat performance of the response to Hurricane Katrina. What are you hearing in terms of how well things are being handled by both local officials, certainly by volunteers, organizations like um, Red Cross, and, and most importantly, FEMA? You know, it appears that there's a lot more organization in this storm. I had a little bit of experience with Katrina, and it seemed to be just a lot of uh, a lot of disorganization here in texas the texans have really banded together i mean we're coming down the road they're from el paso to here passing people with water people are just loading up and heading that way and we're getting the thumbs up and it seems to be very very organized 45 there's people going in empty trailers coming out 
I think there's a lot of lessons learned from Katrina, and they appear to be handling uh, this flood much better. Uh, it's a very, very large area that's been flooded, a lot of damage across. Um, the floodwaters are still rising. Uh, within 100 miles of Dallas, I was already seeing areas that were flooded out, but it's I think they're handling it a lot better this time. What is your sense, looking at the degree of devastation and the reports that you've seen on the news, along with your firsthand experience? I mean, it seems as if we're watching water levels uh, so high and so widespread over such a large portion of of area that it's almost difficult for us here in California to even begin to imagine any experience that would compare. Yeah, it's an amazing amazing area i mean you know across the across the city of houston when you come clear from like san antonio over to the louisiana border the beaumont area i mean you're talking a few hundred miles of area and then from from the actual gulf north i don't know probably 100 miles and you've got flooding predominantly through almost that entire area uh i know like katie texas on the west side i talked to a fellow there he was fortunate he was in a high spot, but everything around him is flooded. And then Claire going south to Corpus Christi, you're talking about a few hundred miles further down there. And it's just devastated. But I don't think the area, the amount that the storm touched of the coastline, I don't know that there's ever been a storm this big. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You're talking almost, you know, south of Corpus Christi, clear up into the Louisiana border. I mean, it's hundreds of miles. Watching the news reports coming out of Houston and throughout that region um, in the initial stages of the impact of Hurricane Harvey, at what point, John, did you say to yourself, we got to get up and do something, we have to assemble a team and get down there? You know, I love Texas, and we've done a lot of work over here. And, uh, of course, me being in the horse industry as a hobby, I've got a lot of friends that live in Texas. And Mary and I were sitting at lunch on Monday, and I said, you know, we can send money and take the easy way out. I said, but we've got a truck and trailer there, some other vehicles. And I thought, you know, let's do, let's just get our, roll our sleeves up and get into this. Literally an hour later, we went to a few stores, Costco, uh, manager there in, uh, Mesa, Arizona jumped on board. Next thing you know, we put a few posts up. And by the time we woke up in the morning, I don't know, there was probably 30 volunteers up there helping us load this trailer. Um, our GoFundMe page was starting to fill up, um, doing quite well. And I just wanted to make sure that we got this, these goods to directly to people instead of the traditional charities where you don't really know who's directing. We got to take there and hand it to these people who were handing it to the other people right there from a church to the, you know, to the people that were in need. And I'm so glad that we did it. I mean, Craig, I'll tell you, it's been tiring. It's been a lot of work. But we're just leaving there now, and I'm glad that we did it. And I would imagine, John, even looking back over the last uh, 72 hours or so since this all kind of uh, quickly, spontaneously, almost or organically came together, that as tired as you may be from wrestling with all the details and doing all the driving, that has to pale in comparison to looking at what the people that have been impacted by this hurricane are going to be facing, not only in the short term, but even the, the difficulty in getting their lives pieces pulled back together again in the coming weeks and months oh uh, what these people are looking forward you know are they're up against is just i mean it's just not imaginable to me 
many people's houses are underwater. All their personal belongings are gone. There's a large amount that don't have flood insurance that, you know, never needed it until a storm they're calling in. But an 800-year storm now, uh, just devastated. I mean, we talked to a family down here that we're helping out directly. They lost everything. Uh, two good jobs. They can't go to work. They can't earn any money. They're in hotels now, fortunately. This church is helping them do it. They have no place to go, no way to earn any money right now. Uh, and that's just one of, you know, millions of people that are going to be affected by this storm. Uh, it's just, it, it is devastating. But I will tell you, this whole experience going over here, it has been amazing. We've got people that have, you know, we, when we broke down the first and second time, we've had two people that have come up and just helped us change tires, you know, mechanic service, free of charge, go on. A lady last night in Midland, Texas, we blew out two tires. We pulled right into her place. She got out, called a service company, and before we could get stopped, she paid for everything so we could get on our way. So they are coming together, and with all this uh, community involvement and these folks that are really showing some love to one another, you know, currently our political climate, our America, we've got so much diversity or, you know, division going on. When you see something like this, even though it's a tragedy, there is some good that's coming out of it, and these people are helping each other. And it's, you know, I'm sad that it's happened, but I'm glad to see the response from from people to people here. And as you point out, John, therein lies the glory of that silver lining, that in spite of the ways in which we uh, may be at loggerheads over political differences, uh, at the end of the day, Americans under stress, in times of crisis and tragedy, we've had a long history of being willing to and able to set aside our political differences and come together and pull shoulder to shoulder to get the job done and to help each other out. And that certainly seems to be what is happening in Texas tonight and uh, help arriving from as far away as states like California. And uh, John, finally, I guess there's a there's a huge mentoring lesson to be learned here too. It would seem based on many of the uh, examples of human kindness that you have run into, even in your own effort to deliver human kindness to people that have been impacted by this devastating hurricane that a lot of folks obviously learn some good mentoring lessons along the way yeah it's it's just an amazing experience out here i'll tell you craig i have been frustrated with things that have been going on and coming across here and putting forth and seeing people come together reminds me that this is still a great planet with great people there's no republicans and democrats out here black and white right now it's just human beings helping human beings and it is a beautiful thing Well, John, we appreciate you taking time uh, to pull off the road, literally, and uh, stop in your uh, uh, relief efforts to give us an update. There's John Phillips, co-host of the Mentors Radio Show, heard on our sister station, 860 AM, The Answer, Saturday mornings at 7 AM, and a reprise broadcast Sundays at 12 noon, live in Texas, and uh, literally decided earlier this week, we've got to do something we need to help meet this urgent need and we need to do it urgently and so that's exactly what john did is pull together a team and get together a bunch of resources and volunteers and literally drive for two solid days to get down to texas to provide urgently needed materials to people that have been impacted by hurricane harvey there is john phillips reporting live from texas